It is time for today's Spotlight on KRWC. Two guests in studio with us, and uh, they're from Monticello. Uh, first of all, Liz Wood is with uh, Hoagland Bus, and uh, she's here to uh, talk a little bit about the uh, Stuff the Bus food drive. And with her is Lars Carlson, who's the executive director of the Monticello Help Center. And folks, nice to have you here. Welcome. Oh, good to be here, Tim. Great to be here. Thank you. Yeah, well, we're uh, very happy that um, we got a suggestion from you to uh, talk a little bit about the uh, annual food drive that's coming up uh, next weekend. So we got a little bit uh, more time to prepare for this. And you're going to have uh, actually a few different uh, buses out. Liz, let's start with you. You kind of put this together. You, you were kind of, um, we were talking before the program, you were sort of uh, volunteered to, uh, to uh, you had an idea to do it, and you got to be in charge of it then, too. Yeah, Hoagland Transportation, which is a school bus company of Monticello, decided that we wanted to do something to reach out to the community to get our name out there, that we're not just these evil bus drivers. <laughs> and we actually do care about our kids. We care about our community. And so we were brainstorming ideas, and we made the idea of, hey, let's have a food drive. And they said, great, you do it. <laughs> So, yeah, I ended up being in charge. So we've done this for the last five, well, this will be our fifth year of doing it. And each year we've had an increase of how many pounds of food that we've gotten for the food shelf and also the dollar amount. And we really are, I'm very passionate about it because one way of looking at it is I have a bus and on my bus I have approximately 40 elementary students. Out of those 40 elementary students there are at least four of them that suffer with food insecurity every day. Mm. And that makes me sad to think that here's a kid that's riding my bus, and I don't know which one, but they're going to school without breakfast. They're going to school home from school without lunch or, you know, without dinner being planned. And one place that they can get help, their parents can go to get help, is at the Monticello Food Chair or... Help center, Help center yeah. and they are a small place. I mean, their building is so small that you to, can literally reach from edge <laughs> to edge in their stock room and hit both sides of their shelves. Depending on your wingspan, that's right. Yeah. It, it, it's not that, and it's not that big, mm -hmm. and um, but yet. They do an incredible amount of uh, incredible amount of work in Monticello. Like last year, they um, served over four hundred thousand pounds of food to the Monticello area or to the Wright County area, and they also so that's like nine hundred and nine thousand one hundred and sixteen individuals that they've helped. Anything that we can do to help them help other people is great. And so we do this every year, and we will continue to do it every year. But we need the community support. We need them to come out and donate. And the best donation is money. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we hear this all the time from, uh, from a lot of the food shelves in the area, uh, particularly in March, which is a matching month, too. Mm -hmm. 
We love the matching month, and that's the whole reason why we decided to do it in March. We started out in February, and we about froze out <laughs> in our buses with our food, sitting out there waiting for people to come by. And we moved it in March, and we've um, tried all of the different weeks, and it seems like the second week in March seems to be the most favorite month or time sweet mm -hmm. spot for us to do it. And I'm really proud of the fact that we've got a bus at Aldi, we got a bus at Walmart, we got a bus at Target, and we got a bus at Cub. Target and Aldi, they don't allow people to come and sit and solicit. And so I creatively went to their went to the store and they said, no, we can't do it. So I said, okay, can I talk to your manager? And the manager said, no, we can't do it. And then, so I ended up going up the ladder until I got to somebody and said, look, we're not soliciting. We're providing an alternative donation site. And lo and behold, the doors opened and they allowed us to get our buses in their parking lots. Oh, good, good. So you had to have the right you had to have the right phrase the, uh, yeah. that so unlocked not, the door. I'm not soliciting donations. I'm just providing an alternative donation drop off. Okay. And it's on a day that the help center is not accepting donations usually. And um, it's something to for my kids on my bus, they get told that if they find me during the food drive, they get a prize. Yeah. So I go out to the dollar store and I buy like 10 to 20 little dollar items and I let my kids find me on the bus here choose something. Now, if the other bus drivers want to accept that challenge to do the same for theirs, that's great. But it's mostly manned by bus drivers and our van drivers at Hoagland Transportation. Fantastic. Fifth annual Stuff the Bus Food Drive coming up in Monticello. Uh, the locations, again, Cub, uh, Walmart, Aldi, and Target, 9.30 to 2 next Saturday, the 14th. We'll come back to that in a minute. Let's get Lars in on the conversation here, too. Uh, Lars Carlson, again, Executive Director, Monticello Help Center. Tell us about your center a little bit and uh, give the people an idea of what you do there. Yeah, uh, the Monticello Help Center has a, a food shelf and a, a clothing distribution that we give. Help about 200 uh, families a month. And uh, uh, when they come in t uh, for f food help, uh, we give about 40 pounds of food per individual, as well as um, a voucher for five items of clothes for, for individual as well. Um, as Liz said, our location is rather small, um, and I'm happy to say that we just purchased the old Napa building in Monticello, and um, our, that's been years in the making and are excited about um, the possibilities that that opens up for the future. Um, one of the things that I wanted to say was uh, in regards to the term that Liz used, the food insecurity. I want to make sure everybody understands what that term means. It basically means if you ask someone, are you, are you ever concerned about where your next meal is going to come from? Uh, if they answer yes, they would fall under that food insecurity uh, uh, category. And uh, as Liz said, uh, it's about one in four uh, uh, children in 
in Minnesota that fall under that category as well, too. So not only this partnership, but we have partnered with the school systems to do a backpack program um, for those kids. So even though our space is small, we try to, to reach out and we're doing um, a backpack program in the elementary schools, the middle school, and the high school as well, too. Uh, during the summer, that turns into something we call Kids Kitchen, uh, where we would provide 35 pounds of food per child per week um, for anybody that is in need of that. Uh, we do that out of the Monticello High School as well, too. And we also have a mobile uh, food shelf uh, we, we deliver to some of the senior housing as well as uh, the modular home parks. Um, yeah, for those who can't necessarily get to us, um, we have a, a van that we go out and bring the food to them as well. Where is your current location, Lars? It's at 215 Cedar Street in Monticello. 215 Cedar. Uh, I know the town a little bit, but not well enough to know exactly where that is. Just a block. It's attached to the DMV, and it's just off of Highway 25. Okay. All right. And uh, what are your typical hours? Uh, we, we have hours uh, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for food distribution um, from uh, 9.30 a.m. to 11.30 a.m., uh, we have uh, the clothing centers open during those times, but in, in addition, they're open Tuesday and Thursdays um, from uh, 1.30 to 3, uh, or I'm sorry, 12.30 to 3, 12.30 to 2.30, <laughs> sorry. And then uh, we have uh, Wednesday evenings that were open as well uh, from 6 to 7.30. You know, it amazes me that, and there are a lot of really good organizations in communities all over Wright County, and I'm sure you're well acquainted with, with other mm -hmm. food shelves and things like that. And it's always amazing to me, especially in a time where, you know, quote unquote, the economy is booming, and yet we still have the uh, needs for, uh, and not only do we have the needs, but it seems like they're increasing too. Yeah. Now, some yeah. of that might be population, I suppose, because yeah. population yeah. is increasing. But, um, you know, there might be more uh, expense uh, that's out there that people aren't aware of. or There's, there's situations. Yeah, yeah. And things are, are changing. It used to be just the, the families in desperate, dire need that would come to the, to the food shelf. But there's more on... On, during times of tragedy, there's more and more people on fixed incomes that that we're a part of their monthly budget. You know, uh, seniors or or um, people that need uh, additional help, uh, and so so we we factor that in. Uh, we we take that really seriously. Um, there's some uh, uh, dietary things that that uh, that through a census that we we found out that. Uh, 30% of the people that use the food shelf on a regular basis are diabetic and 30% uh, have high blood pressure. Then there's a number that are probably in the obese category. And so if we, if we are facilitating part of their 
their uh, food income or if we're facilitating what they get for as far as food, we're trying to to make healthy choices or make healthy choices available to them so that we can kind of counter some of those health issues that we're discovering. About how many people are involved with your organization on volunteers? Just rough guess. About 200 volunteers. Oh, boy. Have, so, so, yeah. Takes a lot of people. That's right. That's right. So. They're small but mighty. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, getting back to the uh, to the other topic there of, of increased usage, some of it, uh, you know, it, it, I've heard the, the comments from some other food shelves before, too, some of it, and you kind of alluded to that, that, um, maybe some of the, you know, quote unquote stigma is being removed a little bit. And, and thankfully so yeah. that people aren't quite as, uh, reluctant to, to come in for a little right. help once right. in a while. Yeah, I agree. I mean, if, especially when it comes to the, the children, uh, families with children, you know, uh, if we can help, if we can, if there are children going hungry, we want to get food to them and, and to remove that stigma and, and try to maintain people's dignity in the way that we, we do things. Uh, it, it really is our passion to, to help. Well, there's a lot at stake too, because, uh, you know, childhood development, a lot is based on good nutritional habits. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting because, um, I drive, little ones too i have preschoolers and kindergartners and they know that thursday's the day that their backpack is heavy and they go it's food day liz it's food day Mm -hmm. so you know to them they kind of get excited that their backpack's getting packed with food and Mm -hmm. that they know then that hey they're going to be able to have food when they get home yeah we're talking with liz wood she's with uh, hoagland bus kind of uh, organizing the uh, fifth annual Stuff the Bus Food Drive, uh, and Lars Carlson, who's the executive director of the Monticello Help Center. Liz, let's get back to the food drive now. Um, let's talk more specifically about uh, date, times, and what do you want people to bring? What should they, you know, because people want to get involved, if but they want to know. get involved, yeah. I'd love to have them help. Mm-hmm. The best way that they can help, of course, money donations is the best because the food shelves around the area, they can do so much more with the money. If you go to the store and you spend $1, you come home with almost a meal. Where if I give Lars a dollar, he can go buy three meals with that dollar. So that's what money does. The second thing that we're finding out a lot that we need a lot of usually is personal hygiene items. That's something that you don't think a food shelf would have. But if these people can't afford to buy a can of beans, they're not going to be able to afford shampoo, deodorant, toothpaste, feminine hygiene care, things like that that are expensive. Laundry detergent, oh my goodness. You know, the idea that they could have laundry detergent to do their laundry, cleaning supplies is another big one. And then, of course, the things like the canned meats, the the tuna, the canned chicken um those type of things because those are they can use other things to make a meal extension with that so that's what we really really are looking forward for people and the big thing is come out and donate to us donate to the food shelf if you can't give to my the stuff the bus food drive go to your local food shelf and donate to them because it is Mm -hmm. matching month and it is 
the best time and it helps them so so much to make that dollar go so much further so if you can't help us with our food drive go to your local food shelf whether you know it's in delano wherever because they all need help sure Larry, maybe you can uh, comment on that a little bit, too, as far as do you have a geographic area where people need to be from where that you serve? or Our, our focus is Monticello. The city uh, of? Um, yeah, but, but we will help anybody that's in yeah. need that comes. Mm-hmm. So, so. And maybe you want to explain a little bit, too, for folks that, that may not know about the, uh, the matching funds in March and, and why food shelves such as yourself are able to stretch that dollar further. Maybe that's kind of lost in translation sometimes. Yeah. uh, Currently in March, there's a proportional matching uh, for any funds or food that that we get in. And that's not just our food shelf. It's the food shelves across Minnesota. Mm -hmm. March uh, in the past has typically kind of been a dry month for us. Um, Not a lot of uh, events happening. And and so, so shelves were traditionally uh, being emptied more and more, and so so um, this was kind of a, a, a statewide appeal uh, to to motivate um, things. The reason that we can stretch the dollar um, further is uh, we have uh, access through uh, to food banks and and agencies like Secondhand Heartland uh, that are Second Harvest Heartland um, that uh, we're able to purchase food at. Uh, 13 to 17 cents a pound that instead of uh, regular prices at a grocery store kind of thing as well too. Um, A number of, a lot of our food in addition comes in through our food rescue programs with some of the local grocery stores. Things are getting a little close to expiration date. Uh, They can't sell it, but it's still good food. Um, sure. They they donated it to us, and we're able to give that out as well too, which is really generous on their part yes. because you know, and you know, it just makes sense why you know why see stuff spoil or you know just can't can't move it. Right, right, right. So so um, I just heard the food group is starting a gleaning program. There's a number of even farms that for some reason or another. Uh, parts of their field they just don't harvest and they're allowing now the food group to go in and harvest some of those some of those foods and distribute them uh, to to the food shelves Mm -hmm. around as well too. Liz you made mention about um, some of the non-typical items or non-food items I would have bet that Items like uh, infant stuff, diapers and things like that are all important, too. Oh, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, if you had a newborn and you go to the hospital and they give you the samples of all the different types of formula, I know that the food shelf can use that as well. Mm -hmm. Diapers, wipes, I mean, everything. Yeah. Cold medicine, I don't know. Can you guys do cold medicine? No, no. But, uh... Uh, one of the things that are like gold to the food shelf is ready to serve soups. So mm. that's that's a rarity, and it's something that's really sought after as mm. well. Too. Brand so. name macaroni and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you put so. out uh, one of those cases of craft macaroni and cheese, and it's like gone. <laughs> well, you know, and it it just kind of goes to the the notion that. Uh, and Lars, you kind of talked about that, that uh, 
everybody deserves a little dignity in being able to have, you know, quote unquote, the good stuff once yeah. in a while. So, yeah. And it's kind of, we, they, my church did a thing for the food shelf where we gathered birthday bags where we had a birthday cake a cake mix um a frosting and decorations for the cakes i mean think about it if you're coming to the food shelf you probably don't have the extra money for the birthday cake right but -hmm. that's something that you know those little things like that help go a long way too for dignity The uh, Stuff the Bus Food Drive in Monticello, fifth annual event coming up a week from tomorrow, March 14th, Saturday the 14th, 9.30 a.m. to 2 p.m. Liz, tell us the places again. And uh, so you're literally going to have people, uh, you know, you hope to fill the bus up with stuff. We will have a bus at each location. We're going to have a bus at Cub Foods, Walmart, Aldi's, and Target. In Target, we have to be far away from the door because we're not allowed to solicit mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. So alternative drop-off site or donation site will be in the parking lot, and it will be a big yellow Hoagland transportation school bus. The other buses are pretty close to the door. So stop by, see all the bus drivers that are there, say hi, and um, please help us stuff this food drive. Let's stuff it. How many drivers help you out with this, typically? Um, we have... At least two drivers at each location, and we have four shifts. So, and it, the people, it's pretty much the same people who go sit out at the buses. We got some new people in this year, and I'm really looking forward to having them help. Yeah. And then on the other end, when the event is done, they have to, somebody has to drive this to you, I suppose, yes. uh, Lars. Yep. Yep. And so you need people on that end, too. Yep, yep. The Monday following is when they're going to, to deliver it, and we could use some some uh, volunteers to help us sort it and put it put it away as well, yeah. too. Other than the, the items that we talked about already, are there particular things that if people, uh, rather than the monetary, if they, if they would rather do a tactile, you know, hand off something, are there specific things that you need? Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, the the ready to serve things are are really in need. Un, um, we're hoping with our new facility to do some some cooking classes and and uh, there's actually in working with uh, um, uh, some of the the other nonprofits, we're looking at doing a crockpot class so that people can learn to 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 cook a little different. A lot of the people that receive services from from us only have a microwave to work with, um, and so so a lot of those ready to serve products are are really good for us right now. Mm-hmm. So. And for an event like this, I'm assuming. Tell me if I'm wrong, but I'm assuming you want non-perishable stuff for this kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. Yes, please. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if they can't make it out to the buses and they still want to send a check, the best place to send it to is P.O. Box 1220, Monticello, Minnesota, 55362. Well, and it's to the the Monticello Help Center. Monticello Help Center, P.O. Box 1220 uh, in Monticello. And the zip again is? 55362. 362. And that... Uh, those monetary uh, donations will help all month long because you can, yes. you can kind of double up on. So March really is. I mean, it's you a get good month for us. Yeah, you can make a dollar stretch any time of the year, but then during March it's even better. Yeah, 
Well, exactly. don't we get matching funds for every yeah. dollar? Yeah. So your your simple five dollar donation becomes a ten dollar donation, and ten dollars becomes at least twenty to thirty meals. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's really good. I mean, think of it. Can you go out? You know, one less caribou. Yeah. Is all it is. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And people, you know, you don't even think about it. A lot of a lot of people don't even, you know, just buy the coffee. Or you know, we don't want to pick on the coffee either, but it could be just about anything, you know. So just a few. Uh, the point is, a few dollars can make a lot of difference. Two right. tacos short right. of a combo platter can make somebody <laughs> have a full meal for a week. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. Well, we appreciate all the information. Uh, Liz Wood with Hoagland Bus Company and Lars Carlson. Uh, with the Monticello Help Center, our guests for today's Spotlight. Fifth annual Stuff the Bus Food Drive. Liz, one more time on the the date, the time, and location. So our annual food drive, our fifth annual Stuff the Bus Food Drive, is March 14th from 9.30 to 2 p.m., and we're going to have buses at Cup Foods, Walmart, Aldi, and Target. Come on out and help us stuff the bus with food. Sounds great. Let's hope it's uh, the best year ever. I just pray for warm weather. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if it was this weekend, boy, it would be. Uh, I'd be, be real really happy sunny. this week. Yeah. Maybe Last a little stretch. Last year was a little chilly, but I, I, every bit, I've been praying. Please, yeah. warm weather. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Well, we'll continue to uh, to remind folks about this too uh, in our community bulletin board and other things uh, up until the date of the event. Thanks for coming in. Let us know uh, how you did too. All right. We'll let you know. Thank you very much. Sounds for good. This Thank opportunity. You. That's our spotlight for you for today on KRWC.